Life Audio. Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Uh, boys, we have a lot to discuss here on, on week two of our partnership with Salem Media. Uh, exciting. Coming to you live from the Salem studios. Uh, I want to talk a little Oscars, boys. Um, the Oscars were in the news. Uh, people cared about the Oscars for the first time in a long time. Did they, though? Uh, like, do yeah, you even the, know who the, won any of the awards, or is that not really what we're talking about? I actually want to talk about that, dude, because okay. I was thinking about this. It's been like 15 years since I've cared about the Oscars. But for like a decade between, let's say, age 20 and age 29 or 30, like I really cared. I used to like throw a party and like people would come over and we cared, but then we just sort of immediately stopped caring. And I don't know why this is. I want to talk about that. Like to me, the Oscars are like human Twitter. It's like three hours of people virtue signaling and trying to be funny and failing and being in love with their own image. Like I can't imagine watching it. Um, but for a decade, I really watched it and I really cared. Um, so do you guys watch the Oscars? Uh, baby, let's start with you. So I'm like UT. I, we used to throw the party. It was like something super fun at the end of January. It's almost like it was almost like a, uh, the holidays are over. Everything's grim, yeah. but we get to look forward to a party in four weeks. And, you know, so you have That's the right. Oscars, you had kind of a Super Bowl party kind of a thing. So yeah. those are like the two highlights to kind of get you out of the black hole of the beginning of the year. That's how I looked at it. And so sure. the Oscars was always fun. I usually. Man, I've always been a guy. I've only I've only probably ever seen a couple of the movies that are up for best mm -hmm. picture. So that wasn't really what it was about for me. I just, you know, it was about just kind of seeing all the stars, being able to laugh at some of the things that happened and just really a night to get everybody together in the living room to eat some bad food and hang out. So that yeah. that's really what it was about for me. And um at some point, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was like years ago when I stopped like I went to all streaming services and I don't have cable anymore, so I can't even get it. Right. Like that probably had something to do with it. But yeah, I did. I did a total fade out of it. But it was it was really I think more than anything, it was just I totally lost one hundred percent interest in it. I just didn't care. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And it's so strange that like in a certain kind of age bullseye, we care or we think we care or we think the world cares. Is it? But is it the age bullseye of when you have uh, you have the freedom to make your own decisions and enough income to actually go to the movies, and so you actually mm. see the the movies? Because for me, the cutoff of when I stopped paying any attention was when I stopped being able to go to movies because life filled up with things like you know children and stuff. Right. Yeah. No. That that's a good point. Yeah. Like if you spend every evening you know, at the ballpark for your kids' games or at the pool for you or, or whatever the case may be, you're kind of, you're just pulled in a lot of different directions and yeah. caring about who gets the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor becomes, like, much less of a big deal. I also think, like, you know, we're all men of a certain age. And when we were younger, I think just, like, movie stars were a bigger deal. You know what I mean? There were more movie stars... People kind of acted like movie stars. 
and it was fun to see them once a year. Um, but I don't really know if there are movie stars anymore, or, or at least ones that we care about. And that's that's kind of where I want to start with my first question. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go kind of in a different direction with this slapping issue. But uh, before we get into it, Will Smith, movie star. Like, is he on your Mount Rushmore of people who are actually movie stars or no? Uh, Pipe, where are, you, where are you at on him as a movie star? Well, he's an interesting one because he, he's absolutely, you know, one of the A-list movie stars. Recognizable face, billable, bankable. But he also hasn't done like a an absolute blockbuster in a while. Granted, the yeah. only blockbusters that have been put out in recent years are Star Wars and Marvel movies. So... <clears throat> that yeah. that that might be working against him. So he's Has he made any Marvel money? Like, have they folded him into the like money making no. stew there at Marvel? No, no, he's he's not in that world. So I think absolutely he's a movie star, but like he's not in any of the movies that are sort of like this is this is the the blockbuster because those are Marvel, those are Star Wars. I guess like Quentin Tarantino every few years puts out a movie that still kind of fits that bill. Um, and Will Smith hasn't done that. That's sort of a, a Jamie Foxx special. Yeah. That kind of thing. So he's an, he's an interesting one because he's not a has-been, but he's also yeah. not kind of redefining Hollywood or like keeping his face in front of everybody like, you know, sure. like Tom Cruise did through the 90s and early 2000s and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't had, he hasn't found a franchise like Cruise did with Mission. Mm-hmm. And I think... You know, look, I mean, the, the cliche they make about women actors getting into their 40s and, and not being able to find roles, especially if they were really great actors, you know, mm-hmm. actresses coming out of their 20s and 30s. I mean, in a sense, when dudes get up into their 50s, the limitation of roles for them that are going to get them attention and make a lot of box office dollars are, you know, they start decreasing. And I think for a guy like I, that's happened to Smith for sure. I mean, unless he until unless he makes the movies that literally he made won the Academy Award for like King Richard where it's this big dramatic performance it's heartfelt it's it's a tearjerk performance and um but again I, I don't know what that that movie probably didn't make a lot of money at the box office it probably just it was more of an acclaimed you know Dude, he's uh, kind of feature he's kind of whittled out tearjerk like tearjerk is sort of his lane um which is I mean, interesting that, yeah that in the I mean that in sort of the you know, sort of the funny, you know, bad boys, you know, I mean, again, nobody's really making yeah. movies like that anymore right when now. He's, anyway. And he's done a few like sci-fi action flicks, you know, where he's, you know, I am legend was kind of that. And a couple where he's like some on living on some deserted planet as like a spaceman and whatever. And yeah. uh, so that's the thing about him is like, there's not, Oh, Will Smith does this, you know, like right. Tom Cruise became action hero. You know, yeah, it's true. he did a bunch of stuff that was pretty remarkable early in his career. And then it was like Tom Cruise does stunts. That's what his that's what he does. Um, I think Will Smith's real problem is that he. It's a little bit like so for our, the sports fans in, in the room. Uh, he He's a player who would have been a star in a certain era of basketball. And then the game changed. <laughs> yeah. Like a, he's a he's a low post center when you could just feed the ball yeah. in. And, and, you know, so like Shaquille O'Neal from the 90s. And now it's like, well, that's not how the game works anymore. And yeah. so he doesn't, he's still, he's still a star, but he doesn't quite fit the same way. And yeah, yeah he, that's, yeah. Because there that's are, really, there are yeah. no more standalone summer blockbusters, which was his well, bread and butter. That's kind of what I was going to say, Pipe. Like, I, I don't know how to, it's not the right way to say, it, but it's all I got. 
Like when I think of guys like Will Smith, I think he feels very like dated to me. Like that that whole Will Smith thing that Will Smith does, it feels very 30 years ago. And it's mm. almost like he can't not do that. You know, like he yeah. can't not he can't stop getting jiggy with it, right? So like mm. I like I look at him and I go, You're kind of like an eighties action star. I mean, even Tom Cruise in some ways, like the way he pivoted, it's like I still think of him as being like this like frat boy that I really never had much interest in from the eighties that's still kind of playing off that a little bit, even though I, I like him, even though I watch his movies. But like it's like what where like it, has Will Smith been able to pivot from that fresh Prince of Bel Air like kind of vibe that he has? I actually don't think he has. I think he has to make really crazy dramatic movies like King Richard or Pursuit of Happiness for him to actually get out of that. Because anything else to me, I just look at him and I go, "Oh, you're doing that Fresh Prince thing." Yeah, they're kind of doing like karaoke of them themselves. It's like a parody. He's, like, yeah. he's like a super parody of himself, kind of an actor. An SNL yeah. skit of all of his previous movies. Um, That's true. But the thing is, when he does those dramatic roles, he's good. Like The Pursuit of Happiness great. was a really good movie. I didn't see King Richard, awesome. but when I saw the, the trailer for it, I was like, this, this looks like it would be exceptional. And I watched King Richard. The not, the, I watched King Richard literally, I think, on Sunday before the Oscars, and it was, it was great. It was really great. He's awesome in it. Definitely deserves the award. Super great. I mean just completely like owned the the role he kind of played the it was kind of like for you big t it was kind of like mm-hmm. you remember the one time tom cruise ever played a down on his luck guy in a movie like yeah, you know it. yeah i know the, the one time he did it it was great right he just never yeah. wanted to do it ever again um yeah. but will smith whenever he plays a down on his luck guy i think he just owns it he does great dude will smith not a movie star to me i'm not going to see a picture because he's in it um that's my hot take boys let's take a break We'll come back and we'll get the first question. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. All right, fellas, here it is. Um, you know, if, you, if you've been living under a rock for the last two weeks, Will Smith slapped somebody at the Oscars. It was a big deal. Um, we all probably saw it at work the next day. Um, here's the question. We're going to do two rounds of this. Can I just pause uh, real quick? Yeah. This is the most Ted just gave away that he's not on social media ever. I know. He said somebody. <laughs> you saw it at work the next day. I was like, nope. I saw it within 67 seconds on Twitter. Like, it was. Well, he, okay, said, so let's, you yeah, said let's, slap somebody, Big T. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I know who he slapped. He slapped Chris Rock. Uh, let, let's actually do a minute on that about how people find out about things, right? So you guys found out about it 64 seconds after it happened. And. What what was your response to it? 
You know what I mean? Like, okay, so let me frame the question in a different way. This is a cultural event that seems to me like it would immediately make the Make It About Me Hall of Fame. Like, who was the first person kind of in our tribe to make it about them? And did you guys make it about yourselves at all? You know what I'm asking? Like, a thing happens. <laughs> oh, like, yes. You know, everybody the sort runs of, the sort Twitter of and makes pearl, it about them. The sort of pearl-clutching yeah. hot take about yeah. how this is or is not the right response. You can make it about gender. You can make it about race. Sure. Uh, but yeah, what you're really right. doing is making it about your take on those things. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, exactly. So if you're if you're the right kind of sort of light, casual, progressive, like how do you run to Twitter and make it about yourself immediately? And who is the first to do that? Oh, nauseatingly is the answer. You do it nauseatingly. <laughs> That's sure. it, and That's and a great also, adjective, Pipe. And also ex- so excessively that it just like it makes people like me get off Twitter for a few hours or days. Um Yeah. Yeah, the the takes on it were astounding. Mm. Um Give because, me just a sampling. And we knew they were going to be a stamp. Yeah. I mean, oh, was, sure. Yeah, yeah as soon as it happened. thing of all time. Oh, soon just the, the yeah. immediate. So the ones that, the ones that, and I'm, I'm, I'm so at risk of just getting myself in trouble here, but they were the ones that I couldn't totally wrap my head around were the ones uh-huh. that were basically like Will Smith disempowered women by doing this. Like he didn't, right. he didn't set his wife up to have her voice heard to to give her her wishes on the matter he didn't yeah. he should have responded by taking you know using his speech to to say something in response and that might actually be true like a better response might have been to sort of verbally put chris rock in his place and yeah. you know speak highly of his wife or whatever that i think that's a that's a defensible statement but it was just the flood of hot takes that were basically like will smith is a you know troglodyte caveman you know, <laughs> whatever. And very, I, I didn't see a lot of takes that were like, uh, Chris Rock was way out of line. Mm. But, mm-hmm. but also like Chris Rock's always been way out of line. Right. I, I think that's probably the most confusing aspect in this is like, Chris Rock has always been a comedian who aggressively makes fun of people in a way that if they, if they heard it outside the realm of comedy, it would be very offensive inside the realm of comedy. Not totally sure what to do with that. And yeah, and the realm of comedy in and of itself is a lot narrower yeah. today than it used to be. So yeah. yeah, the the takes were so they were coming so hot and heavy. They were so nauseating. They were so like what I didn't see anybody Terrific. say, and maybe because nobody had the guts to just say it because it was sort of the it was sort of a a, a progressive lean to things was yeah. you know, Will Smith maybe shouldn't have hit him, but I'm glad he did something. You know? Sure. Like if somebody insults <laughs> your wife publicly i think it's appropriate to to do something in her defense yeah and yeah and honestly and and the other the other piece that was on my mind was if this had happened anywhere but the oscars so say it happens at an after party yeah chris rock makes a joke about jada pinkett smith and will just smacks the you know hair squares up on him yeah yeah people would probably like that wouldn't you know somebody gets cell phone footage of it in that context, people are probably like, yeah, Chris deserved it. But well, because it happened an- in a tuxedo on a stage during a performance, everybody is like, <gasps> how dare he? And I, I, I'm like, this feels, this feels incongruous to me. Yeah, if it had happened at a, at a party or at a, you know, at a bar or whatever, it, it would seem like less of a big deal. But so that raises an interesting question. 
the Oscars are maybe the only cultural event where the cameras and the viewer is looking at somebody looking at somebody else. You know what I mean? So it's like... Right. So even watching in, is performative. Yeah, that's right. So if you're in the quote-unquote audience at the Oscars, there's a third audience watching you watch whoever's on stage doing whatever they're doing. So like your reaction has to be appropriate, quote-unquote, which just seems like extremely stressful to me. Like I would not want to go to a, an event where it was three hours of somebody watching me watching something else. Um, I get stressed on my birthday when I have to respond appropriately to opening a present. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's I, true. I can't that's imagine true. having to like sit there and appropriately respond if Chris Rock is making a joke about me or about my yeah. loved one or whatever. Right. Yeah, it's kind of amazing that there isn't one of these every year where, you know, you can't really be funny anymore. So I'm surprised the host isn't saying something reprehensible every year. And people are making it about them. It's it's kind of crazy that it took us till 2022 for this to really happen in a big way. Um, it's strange. All right, here's the question, boys. And Ronald, we'll start with you. Um, we're going to do two rounds. What celebrity, and we'll go real celebrities first and then evangelical celebrities second. What celebrity would you slap? <laughs> like if you could if you could march up onto a stage and slap any celebrity this is a no win answer isn't it Who oh no there slap? are some right answers here ronnie there there are ones that everybody would applaud i'm sure i didn't say right pipe i said no win oh, yeah um, yeah so who would you slap and i i know you're a pacifist baby i know you're a you're a lover not a fighter so well you're that's a good true. dude you're one that's you're true. one of the good ones but uh just for the sake of having a good time with the question who i'm are not you? one of the good ones i felt like slapping a lot of people i've just i just that's not <laughs> how just i haven't that's yeah. not how i i'm not a violent guy I, you're not either t um uh gosh man i mean you guys know that's a bad question for big ass you know? <laughs> um, trying to come up with a guy i would slap i mean I've actually, I, if, you, I've, if you ask me what my favorite ice cream is right now i'm gonna like struggle with that much less a guy I would slap you know i've actually got one loaded up so maybe yeah, I'll lo- we'll do it lay it out there so when i was in college um my wife was like kind of involved in the theater program and there was this guy in the theater program and he was like our small colleges like lead actor he was the lead actor in everything and in fact, like my friend group, we didn't even know his name, but we called him Actor Boy. And Actor Boy would like walk up to a girl and like give her the two kisses on the cheek like he was mm. European. Mm. And I, I started That's dating. Rough. That's right. Yeah, I started dating KK like right at the end of our college career. And I saw this guy do this a couple of times where he would walk up to her and like give the two kisses on the cheek. And it annoyed me. Like, I wasn't very sophisticated back then. And I knew that he was from, like, Warsaw or Muncie. So it's not like he was from Paris. And so he was kind of, yeah. <laughs> Just to be clear, doing... Warsaw, not in Europe. Yeah, Warsaw, yeah, Warsaw Middle Indiana. America. What is that, Indiana? Yeah, so he was kind of doing this affected thing. And Benedict Cumberbatch reminds me of that guy in every uh... way. So if I could slap any celebrity, it would be Benedict. <laughs> Benedict. <Cumberbatch. laughs> I mean, Benedict feels, I mean, that, that makes sense to me, T. I, I'm with you on yeah. that. That's... There's something about his face that annoys me. I feel like it, he, if we were ever hanging out together, he would be smug. Uh, I would slap Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm pretty sure he's smug when you're not hanging out together, too. Yeah, yeah. Wherever, wherever he is, whatever he's doing, he's being smug. 
I mean, um, I you know, in terms of in terms of just a personality, this is going to be ironic, man. So in yeah. terms of a personality that I've never been drawn to in the way that they sort of put it out there from the, you know, given their celebrity status actually is Will Smith. Interesting. He's a guy that when he talks, I cringe. Yeah, um, interesting. And he's always been yeah. like that. So it, to me, it's like, I like watching him in movies. Um, yeah. But when he does that whole like laughing, you know, kind of halfway funny, you know, the way he approaches, you know, yeah. the answers he gives to everything that he does. The dude yeah. just, the dude is always like, again, it's fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And it drives mm-hmm. me up the wall because I never thought that was funny. I never thought that show was funny. And, yeah. um, and it wasn't, it was a little bit, it was a little past my time. So there was something about that show, people saying, oh, did you watch Fresh, did you watch Fresh Prince? And I'm like, I would if I thought it was funny. I don't think it's funny. And so yeah. I think there's something combined with all that where it's like the irony of that is, yeah, man, Will has always had one of those personalities that just drives me up the wall. I've never, yeah. never, never aligned with it. There you go. So maybe, maybe in a certain context, you're slapping Will Smith. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like ironically it. enough. Yeah, ironically enough. I know. And I, I'm probably not alone in that right now at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, there's probably a lot of people that are saying they would slap Will Smith. Uh, probably, including uh, Chris Rock. You know, <laughs> that's so. true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I think I think Chris stuff. Rock is just sitting back and laying silent on this one because he right now he comes out looking like spit shined and polished despite the fact that he instigated the whole thing. Dude, can we can we say a, like a quick thing about Chris Rock? Incredible chin, like great set of whiskers <laughs> on this guy. You know, like Will Smith comes up, gives him a a, a nice firm slap. Chris Rock doesn't even flinch. His dude. reaction even... is incredible to me. The fact that he even he immediately starts laughing the minute he's hit. It's I like, know, that man. is like that is incredible chin. He's like Rocky fighting uh, Clubber Lang in Rocky. It's like Three, Rocky Eight, like, man. It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, really I also think him. the the choice to slap and not punch is an interesting one because it's. Yeah. It's uh, it's like a violent action, but it's also sort of a like I challenge you more to a duel kind of thing, not a like I intend to lay you out kind of thing. So it's more disrespectful, man. You did, he didn't hit it. Yeah. You know, he slapped him. He it's also it, lower right? risk because like if you punch and he bounces back, you are clearly yeah. the weak one. Whereas if you slap, well, you're if, like, well, yeah, it was a slap. That's true. And if you punch and he goes down, they're arresting you for assault. That's right. You're going you're to jail in court for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a. It's truly a no win, yeah. right? Uh, with the punch, but uh, Piper, who are you slapping? What what celebrity? Um, so real, real celebrity. I this think. Round? Well, the first answer, and I don't even know if he's enough of a celebrity anymore to count. But uh, well, there's two of them because they're the same guy uh, in in different suits. One is uh, Piers Morgan, and the other is Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Piers uh, Morgan. <laughs> And Piers Morgan makes perfect sense to me. Man. And I, I know I, I've heard the name Piers Morgan. Who is Piers Morgan? He's a, is he, what is he for? Oh, yeah. How would CNN you or Fox? Him? I don't know. One of yeah. these major news networks. And he, or he used to. And he's one of those, like, he's sort of an opinion columnist, but on TV. And so uh, he interviews yeah. people, but he's just the most pompous blowhard. Um, not like shock jock, because that you can kind of shrug off and be like, whatever, that guy's an idiot. But he he is so smug and so just absolutely and utterly bloviatingly pompous. Um, Yeah. And then Ricky Gervais is the same thing, just in comedy. But there's a persona I need you to help me attach to a a celebrity. Because I don't think either of those guys are quite like A-list enough to count. 
Yeah. And it is the, the like singer songwriter, white dude with a guitar trying to get girls. That is the persona uh, I want to slap, but who is the celebrity who does this thing? Is it would would is it like Ed yeah. Sheeran, but that's a little on the nose. I don't know. No. Ed Sheeran would be like if if you went to college with Ed Sheeran, he's just not like beautiful enough. I know. Like, he's not beautiful enough. So he'd be a fun hang. Like if if you guys were at Wheaton together, he'd be fun. And he's Irish, um, I think, which makes him also just a super fun hang. So he would, yeah, and he would pull, dude. He he would pull like rope due to being Irish and at Wheaton. It would be yeah. unbelievable for him. Um, I'm gonna go with Adam Levine. Uh, like if Adam Levine was at Wheaton with yes. you, you would hate him. Yes. you know what I mean. You would hate Adam Levine. He'd he'd be up there at like every sort of open mic coffee house in the area, uh, and you'd walk in and you'd just roll your eyes like that guy, you know. Um, is, yeah. that, is that more the energy you're going? Yeah, for? that's oh, that's just you know. that is spot on. It's perfect. But I think anybody um, would feel that way about. If you don't feel that way about Adam Levine, then I. It's hard <laughs> then to you are the girl he's trying to get. Um, then you are Adam Levine. Yeah, yeah. You're Adam Levine, or you're the girl he's trying to get. Here's the problem with Adam Levine. Like Only one, huh? <laughs> well, it's a multi-tiered problem. <laughs> he's like 99th percentile handsome. He's yeah. always taking I mean, he's his handsome. shirt off. I mean, he's handsome. There's nothing to say about that. Yeah. And he's pretty good at music. Like, I'm not a music expert, but he's pretty good at it, right? Like, he could do the falsetto-y thing. Like, his, you know, he's had a lot of, like, you know, a lot of big hits. I, he's, he was in a music movie called Begin Again, and I actually liked him in it. Um, so he's a successful su- musician, yes. Well, yeah, and he's super hot, and and he's always taking his shirt off. There's a lot going on there with Adam Levine, and uh, I I think Pipe, if, if I could, you know, be your your slapping coach, as it were, that's who I would coach you to slap. I yeah, I accept this coaching. It's it's a high it's a it's a high standard. I don't know how I'm gonna I don't know how I'm gonna get there, but yeah, that's that is the it is the sort of coalescing of the whole vibe that I would like to slap. There we go, boys. Let's take a break, and then we'll do evangelical celebs. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, round two, fellas. Um, now we're going to do fake celebrities. 
So people kind of in our own realm who think they're celebrities, but they really aren't, um, which is a whole different kind of energy that's uh, maybe as funny, if not more funny than Adam Levine. Um, so if we can march up on the hypothetical stage in a tuxedo and slap any of these fake celebrities, who would it be? Um, Pipe, let's start with you. Oh, man, I got to go first on this. <clears throat> um, yeah. So this is different because, like, when it's out in the realm of I don't know these people, it's a vibe I want to slap. Like, you're giving off this yeah. annoying vibe. When yeah. it's closer to home, it's more like you've actually offended my <laughs> my sense of, like, reality and truth. And that's a... Yeah. It, it, it's a much more loaded slap. Um, yeah. I think I... So, I'm, I, but I'm going to go with a category here, and it's, it's uh-huh. it might be disappointing... Yeah. I'm going to slap the people who didn't tell the famous guy not to say that. So it's, uh, explain. It's the I want to slap the right hand man of every famous pastor who publicly says offensive things. Okay. So yeah, like he needs to have a team telling him yeah, not to say somebody to be like, man, you cannot do that publicly. You can't post that. You can't say that. And the people who are like. Well, that's just him being him. He's a prophet. No, that person needs to be slapped. Like you step up and and save him from himself. Um, yeah. And also, I'm totally not a great era out. for prophets right now. Also, I'm you totally know. copping out because of what I really mean is I want to slap them for saying those things, but uh, but that feels risky. Yeah, it does. This is a risky question uh, because we've we've all got irons in the fire, and you know you can't offend anybody anymore. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to lean into it some more. Big R, any, anybody come to mind that you're slapping in, in terms of our, uh, in our, in our camp. Our tribe? Yeah. In terms of like fake evangelical celebrities, it could be our camp or it could be wider than our camp. I mean, so many names mm-hmm. come to mind that I am not at Liberty <laughs> that I will not say out loud for various reasons. Well, because then I'm, I'm basically being like them, you know, by saying, the people, you know, the people. I mean, that I yeah, but with, like, you know? is it? Is it? And, and this is a somewhat serious question, I guess. So we're we're kind of like falling backward into a real discussion. There seems to be two categories of doing this, right? Like one category is the person who goes on social media and is just like, "I'm coming at this other person, guns a blazing." And then there's the sort of like vague so veiled it's like multiple layers of veiled but it's it's like the passive aggressive kind of subtweet where it's like maybe you know who you're talking about maybe you don't but it but it's out there like which thing is more noble and maybe the answer is neither of them um but do you get what i'm asking um like is so. it more yeah. yeah, is it more noble to say I want to slap fill in the blank person's name or is it more noble to just sort of craft a thing that's about that person but uh the the person's name never gets said. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, yeah, I know. You it's almost like it's almost like hey, we all know what you're saying. So why are you We being all so know s- who you're talking about. Why aren't you saying Really that, what right? Ted what is you? asking is should I should I have answered the question or not? Like, should I have actually said the names as opposed to the names next to the names? No, and I'm I'm not adding you for that. It, it's just it's just kind of a it's a 
interesting well it's like it's like are we yeah i mean it's like are we just subtweeting right now instead of just kind of like saying what we what we should be saying and it's like yeah because i don't you know i still don't you know i i still don't want to uh let everybody know my violent tendencies you know out there yes that's right for you know out there on full display you know so it's like yeah i think so maybe the deeper question t is yeah we all have these what what Will Smith experienced, we all experience in terms of like sure. somebody says something, we're triggered. It triggers mm-hmm. something in us that says, man, I just, I want to take this person down. There's different yeah. ways of doing that. Um, and sometimes though, you know, we, you have those feelings of like, oh man, like this makes me so mad. I'm so riled up, man. It just, it just hit this point of like, almost like violence and internal violence inside of me that i shouldn't act out and i'm probably not going to act out but if i'm will smith you know i can make it all about myself i can do something in the moment that's gonna satisfy something that hasn't been unpacked and um it's gonna get me a lot of attention and there's a million other different things that would motivate me to do it but i'm not will smith so yeah. um, I'm I'm pulling back a little bit more. I'm thinking through this a little bit more, and um, you know, maybe using a little more wisdom because I'm not Will Smith. You know, I don't know, but I think well, I you're think, not Will yeah. Smith, and you're not yet in the kind of like grotesquely public spectacle that is the Oscars. The and Oscars are yeah. disgusting. Well, um, I mean, Hollywood celebrity. It's just. You have to use right. the word. It's it's F A U X. I mean the the whole thing yeah. is wrapped around that. Not, I mean you can't look at any of it and get a sense of genuineness from any of it. You know it's right. I mean it's ridiculous. Yeah, I it mean, really if you, is. If you want to go down that road, it's it. There's nothing that lacks more genuineness and authenticity than Hollywood celebrity. I mean the whole thing just feels insane to me. Right, but we so, get close. Right, like we are we are sort of dabbling in that in our evangelical fame culture. Like we're kind of we're kind of looking at what Hollywood does and we're going there's maybe like 55% of that that I like. Well, I was so going to say kind of the, dabble in it. The, you the, know? Sec, the the one that comes a close second to that is pastoral yeah. ministry. Is what I was how, say. how so? Like keep going on that. That's Well, because there is there's a disingenuousness to it that I again, I think when it's at its worst, there's something that pervades there's something that pervades you know, pastoral ministry in the sense that when you get to a certain tier of it, um, you're not really finding out actually everybody's, you know, true thoughts, and you're not really seeing their vulnerabilities that much. You're not really seeing what's really going on and what they struggle with because it's, it's persona driven yeah, because it yeah. has to, it's playing, it, it has it's, to, it's playing a part ahead, that you're expected to play in terms of like, <clears throat> you know, you have to have a, you have to have a thought and a take on everything. You have to yeah. be of a certain outward moral standard. You know, you have to be, it, it, it even extends to like in certain camps, you have to look a certain way. You know, there's a right. certain, there's a certain sort of vibe you need to give off in terms of your attire and your fitness and your hairstyle. And and that's, that differs from camp <laughs> to camp. So there's, there's a uh, striking similarity. Uh, well, yeah. W- that, when it's at its worst, like Ronnie said. That second part yeah. that you just said, there's, there's a particular kind of like morality that always needs to be on display. And, you know, we would say for, for good reason in some way, shape or form. But at the same time, it's, um, it lacks a particular, um, it, it lacks a particular kind of authenticity. It just does, you know? And it's like, because here's the thing, because, you know, Will Smith's going to make another movie. 
right? Like he sure. slapped Chris Rock. That dude probably already has like nine, know. you know, nine scripts think on it. On how he's already ended his career with that slap. Yeah, and he hasn't, nah. and he hasn't, and yet, yeah. If um, if if uh, if your dad goes up and slaps Da Carson at TGC, he's done. He literally is done. You know what I mean? And so Dude, like, let's it, let's it, do a second on that. It's strange. You know, <laughs> Sorry, my mind sort of shorted out for a second, <laughs> picturing that. Yeah, I know was, you're visualizing. You, that was uh, I just created a visual for you, pipe. You love that, didn't you? Dude, a rumble at TGC. That would be an incredible way can for them to go Can you imagine somebody Just, walking up onto the stick? Can you like imagine, the Jets and the Sharks? Can yeah. you imagine Carson walking on stage and slapping Matt Chandler? It's like that. It's like that scene in The Outsiders, right? So like, um, there's a rumble at TGC. Piper's dad goes up on stage to fight Da Carson, and you're in the audience pipe. Like, what are you doing with that? How are you handling? I'm it? grabbing the first ESV study Bible I can get my hands on, and I'm charging up there to just <laughs> to take swings at anybody to it's get like my dad back. It's like a 20 pound blunt object. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, like, it's it's like yeah, it's like Royal Rumble <laughs> in, in you know the WWF where somebody comes out with the chair. Yeah. I'm just I'm coming up with the study Bible, just waylaying yeah. Carson. That's what I'm doing. Oh, I love it, dude. I love it. That's the only right answer. You got to have your dad's back in that situation. And I appreciate, you know, Pipe just being honest about how he feels about Carson. I mean, that's sweet. No, you're trying to, you're trying to generate controversy now. <laughs> that's sweet. <laughs> uh, I that, love it. Man, I'm just picturing like, yeah, tweed jackets flying everywhere. Tweed jackets flying, like shocks of gray hair. People with I their mean, dude, $11 pencils stabbing on. each other. Cute. Can we just be honest, though, for one second? So let's just bring it Go. back. Let's bring it back to, to our tribe. So here yeah. we are. We're at the last word. We're at the final T4G. You got like Dever up there, and he says yeah. something slightly controversial. And yeah. then, you know, you get, you get one of the other plenary guys just literally mm-hmm. that walks up and literally <laughs> slaps him. I mean, what, what on earth would happen after that? Oh, like, dude. He would, be, would he be escorted out? Like, would they think it like was four thousand four thousand yeah. phones would come out of pockets to start tweeting about it? I mean, one hundred, man. I mean, like what the would make, happen? The make it about them all stars would be in the room, <laughs> you know. Like, well, all the of slap. them are there, actually. Yeah, every single one is already in the room. Exactly. It would it would yeah, break the five G signal. The slap heard around, you know, the SBC or whatever. I mean, it would just be insane, uh, you know. Well, dude, and then the and then the like like nine minutes later, the progressive crowd coming out of the woodwork to just slaughter that crowd would be uh well, that, like, that would break the internet again. It would either you it would know. you'd have all the you'd have all the Dever supporters and then you'd have all the people that said no he just he deserved See John Wayne this is what I was talking about. Oh yeah and somebody it's would be like see when you, when you believe in substitutionary atonement this is what it comes to. It's, That's it's an right. inherently this violent the, theology. Exactly. Oh somebody gosh, else would attach dude. it to complementarianism even though it was all men wailing on men. Yeah. It was all white men wailing on white men, yeah, literally. It, that's you know, that should be a progressive's dream, I would think. You know, besides just like I don't know, someone throwing a match into the room and locking all the doors. So, here, like, <laughs> here's a business idea we've never come up with before. You know, we've come up with clothing oh. lines and cruises and all sorts of things, ah, and we're all rich as a result. Yeah, it's been filthy amazing. rich for all of these ideas yeah. that we've never done anything with. Why has nobody right. in the gaming industry come up with like an evangelical Royal Rumble game? Like, oh my you know, gosh, everybody's dude, always that like, would be so money. people come up to me like, what does your dad think about NT? Right. You know, if we had a video game, we could solve this problem. Put them in a ring, you know, pick your <laughs> dude, weapon like the, like the old. Yeah. Like the old 90s video game Mortal Kombat. But instead of choosing like the characters that were on that game, you get to choose like John Piper or NT Wright or Dak or 
Um, any number of celebrities. Okay, so here's the thing. Real talk. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we have like computer programmers who listen to the program. Um, this program is global, and that is a little flex. Okay, I'm not, I'm not hiding that at all. Uh, we have listeners around the world in various industries. If you are a programmer and you're listening this morning and you want to make a copy of Evangelical Mortal Kombat for us, uh, I would be in your debt for the rest of my life. There it is. I said my piece. Um, <laughs> I think I, think I want to see incredible. it happen. So if anybody out there wants Ted so to be in their debt for all eternity. I'm in a lot of Construct this game already. Oh, like, let's be honest. You know how in those games everybody has like their finishing move? Yes. You know, like my dad's would be like the arm chop where he throws his arms out to the side and it like beheads the opponent. <laughs> Dak yes. would be like spinning his spectacles. And, uh-huh. and wailing on people, it would be yes. oh, yeah. There, there's so it. there's there's just amazing opportunities here for a creative game designer. This has been one of the better episodes we've ever done. I think I've really enjoyed it. It's been a nice time. Um, it's been a sweet Piper, time, boys. Tell us about visual theology. Yeah, uh, listeners, visual theology is our is our longstanding partner. The guy who runs it, uh, Josh, is also the guy who designed our website, thehappyrant.com. He's designed all of our gear, which you can find there. He's a great friend of the program. But his his first ministry, his and his 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 first website that that he really puts himself into is visual theology. You go to visualtheology.church. Awesome resources for Sunday school teachers, for people looking to just study the word better. For uh, if you if you teach at a Christian school, there's you just go look through it. There are posters, there are Bible study books, and it's just this amazing um, connection between a visualization of what you find in Scripture, what you find in theology, and then the teaching text to help people kind of connect ideas. So go look at it. Since it's visual, it's a lot better for your eyes than my description. But again, visualtheology.church. And if you use the code HAPPYRANT at checkout, there's a, there's a pretty significant discount for you. So be sure to check them out. We will we It's just an ongoing partnership between us and them, so you'll hear about them in the future as well. Uh, we just want you to be aware and to check them out and to roll their resources into your teaching, to your personal study, your family devotions, whatever <clears throat> it is. Love it. Boys, we've done what we always do in this program, which is wandering, wandering to and fro throughout the Oscars and designing an evangelical Mortal Kombat video game, which I really hope to see come to fruition. And until next time. We want to take a moment to thank the team at Life Audio for partnering with us on this podcast. Be sure to go to lifeaudio.com and take a look at the other podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Want to learn more about God and His will for your life one verse at a time? I'm Quinice Petway, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. I'm inviting you to tune in and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.